You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Last week, the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development announced that members of the public will be able to apply to lease 700,000 hectares of underutilised or vacant state land in seven of the country's nine provinces. I'm joined now by Inkanyese Gomede, who's a researcher at the Institute for Poverty, Land and Agrarian Studies at the University of the Western Cape Plus. Inkanyese, thanks for joining us. How significant, firstly, is this uh, announcement in terms of milestones towards rectifying land and related injustices of the past? Now, it is a significant announcement because the government will be making available 700,000 hectares of land. But if we look in the past, the, the government had only managed to redistribute about 100,000 hectares per annum, which means that now we will have more land available. But I must say that uh, the quality of this land is in question because if you heard what the minister said last week she indicated that some of this land may already be occupied by some people that may not uh, have occupied that land through legal means so it means that the state will still need to, to negotiate with them with some of them maybe to leave and another issue is that uh, this land that is being released it is not guaranteed that it will benefit those that um, need it most, as we've uh, learned mm. in the past, that land reform has tended to benefit uh, land reform beneficiaries that mm. are elite. So unless they apply the equitable formula, as suggested by the presidential advisory panel, it may uh, bring problems. Very important points that you, you raise there, and uh, we'll certainly be keeping a, a very close eye on that. On the issue of eligibility criteria, we, we heard at the press briefing on Thursday from Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development Minister Torko Dediza that uh, government is going to, within the next few weeks, issue advertisement notices for over 500,000 hectares of underutilised land. What do you understand as the main eligibility criteria? Well, the criteria is that you have to be a South African, you have to be above the age of 18. They've also indicated that you must have basic resources to work at the land. They will prioritise women, youth, and people living with disabilities. But this announcement that it will prioritize women, youth, and people with disabilities, it is something that has always been there, but it has not been implemented. Why? Because the criteria or how people are selected it actually tends to be informed by whether these people have resources or not. And we know that with women, as we live in a patriarchal society, very few of them have resources. So that is why we found that they are underrepresented. Actually, the latest figures show that they only make about 23% of the land reform beneficiaries. So what can help today to ensure that women also benefit will be to uh, make sure that they take a deliberate decision to say that 50% of land and land reform resources will go to women. So after you qualify for the criteria that I listed, then you'd have to be screened 
by a district beneficiary selection committee. And then once they approve you, then your application will go to the provincial technical committee. And then the last step would be your application to be sent to the national selection and approval committee, which will then approve. And once it is approved, then that is where you'll be declared as the beneficiary of land reform. Mm. And it is interesting to note, uh, in terms of perhaps failures in the past, uh, that we haven't seen sufficient focus on skills transfer in, in um, uh, the, the whole land question and equation. Very often land was uh, distributed without uh, the requisite skills and training being uh, con conferred or transferred to those acquiring the land. And I see in terms of responsibilities of the beneficiaries now, there is going to be a strong focus on training, it seems. Yes, yes, yes. The minister indicated that uh, the farmers would be given basic training. This training will be based on the commodity that the farmers would choose to produce. And it'll also be trained on basic record keeping, financial management, as well as enterprise development. But I must say that lack of skills has not only been a main contributor to the failure of land reform beneficiaries. What has been at the core is the fact that the government has been insisting that farmers must engage in large-scale agricultural production. Large-scale agricultural production needs a lot of resources. Then the state will come in and give these beneficiaries inadequate post-settlement support, which then leads to their failure. So all those issues need to be addressed. Mm. How are they being addressed in terms of what the government's responsibilities as lessor in this program are in terms of post-settlement support? I must say that the state has not done very well when it comes to the issues of post-settlement support. Because what we found, for instance, plus there's a project that we were doing that we published last year. We found that post-settlement support itself tends to be given mainly to the beneficiaries that are elite, well-off beneficiaries. You come across an elite beneficiary that has been given post-settlement support two or three times. And if you look at the value of that post-settlement support, it is high. Another thing that the state has been failing on is the issue of issuing leases on time so that farmers know where they stand on those farms. So the state needs to address those issues uh, moving forward. And Kanyisa, uh, great pleasure chatting to you. Thanks for sharing your uh, very valuable insights with us uh, into this significant milestone, as you did uh, refer to it uh, as uh, earlier on. That was Nkanyisa Gamere, researcher at the Institute for Poverty, Land and Agrarian Studies at the University of the Western Cape.